Hello, everyone. You are tuned in to CK Huddle, the podcast that unpacks and simplifies complex money, accounting, and tax topics that impact the bottom line. I'm Ignatius L. Jackson, CPA, and my co-host is Eric Pierre, CPA. We are practicing CPAs with a knack for translating tax and accounting topics into a language that is easily understood. This podcast is for everyone, working professionals, household managers, retirees, business owners, professional athletes, boomerangs, college students, and yes, you. It's time to increase your money management IQ, so let's huddle up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the desert edition of CPA Huddle. I'm your co-host, Eric Pierre, and we are recording today on October 24th at Ignatius's office in Phoenix. I was yes. here for a conference. You will, you should have already heard that podcast talking about the self-directed summit, and we look forward to talking more about that. But today, my co-host Ignatius, please announce yourself so they know that I'm not just making this up that you're here. Well, I'm always here. My name is Ignatius L. Jackson, CK. Thank you guys for tuning in today uh, and listening to this episode of the CPA Huddle. Um, talking about a great topic today that's uh, yeah. a lot of people have questions about, and you know we'll hopefully debunk some of the myths that are out there and uh, tell you the right way to do certain things in relation to some deductions for cars, wheels, Hot Wheels, Rams. 22s. About the 24s, not the 22s. Oh, you like the 24s? Okay, you big balling. Okay. I did did see your car. I won't say what you drive, but Mr. Jackson drives a very nice vehicle. Uh, So do you. I've seen seen what you drive. You have a nice one, too. I know. Yeah, but your car would whoop my car's, you know, what, on an open race right now? Yes, it would. Yeah, Yeah, sadly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. All right. All right. So auto deduction for business owners, right? Yeah. Um, can a, can an individual take an auto deduction? Uh, on a schedule a for the sales tax. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I was throwing curveball your way. I know. Like, I can stop <laughs> and think, right? Cause I deal most of business owners. I have to think, um, you can qualify if you itemize, you can take the registration fees, registration fees. Yeah. Um, I mentioned a sales tax. The other thing you can do is if you do charity work, you can take my oh, that's for your charity work. See, I knew you were going to get me on some obscure, man. <laughs> man, I, I knew you were going to get me. Now, I will say, though, the mileage rate for charity is a lot lower than. Yeah, it's not the regular. Business. It's like, was it like 30 cents a mile? No, it's less than that. I want to say it's. Oh, gee, I think it's like almost four cents. It's super, super low. It doesn't I thought it was more than four cents. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Um, and you can also do the same thing for medical, by the way. If you're doing itemized deduction for medical, you can take a mileage deduction. As Actually, well. you know what? I know an auto deduction that you forgot that you can do. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. If you donate your car, you can get a deduction, by the way. Well, yeah, of course, if you donate your car. Yes, at the fair market value, it's got to be filled. It's like any other property that you want to donate to charity. Okay, but I'm just saying, cars, you know, if you have a car, there are some people that can donate a car, and you get a deduction, and you have to have the, it has to be appraised, and then there's a form 8283 that declares its value. That you have to attach to your to your return, and you can get that deduction. So there you go. I want up you for a change. 
There you go. Bam. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> no, it, yeah, he's absolutely right. You can do that for the auto as well. So anyways, enough about individuals. That's not where the bang for your buck is when it comes to the auto deduction. The most bang for your buck is going to be having a business. You know, having a business is going to give you the most uh, valuable deductions for using your auto in the business. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What do you want to What do you want to talk about first in regards to the business Ooh. owner auto Ooh. deduction? Oh man, there's so many. There's obviously two ways to do it. Maybe we can explain that first. Yeah, which way you want to do? You want to do actual or mileage? Which one you buy? Either one is fine. All yeah. right, you know what? Let's talk actual. Okay, people, most people act, uh, the mileage thing most people will get yeah. pretty quickly yeah. the actual is the one that's a little, little uh yes. tricky that even some tax professionals get wrong sometimes yep i agree so let's talk about the actual method go for it okay so please and ignatius please feel free to correct me i'm on jet lag uh i was traveling with the here in the west coast texas don't feel sorry for me by the way <laughs> I'm going to ask for sympathy to state the fact. Actual method. So if you purchase a car, so let me use an example, because I actually have a car video on my YouTube channel. If you look up here, accounting, I have two. One involves a testimony of Alana Stride, and one is me talking about cars in more depth. But if you buy a car, so let's say I buy a uh, 2020 Mercedes EQS. And I've been looking at that electric vehicle, I'm thinking about getting it. It's worth $180,000, right? More yeah. or less. Okay. Um, I could potentially deduct it as yeah. long as I use it for business more than 50%. Mm -hmm. Number one, okay? If I do the actual method, number two, I can depreciate it. Now, the depreciation rules are interesting. If that car has a gross vehicle weight rating, okay, of 6,000 pounds or more, I might be able to depreciate the business usage of that car in the first year. So for instance, let's determine, same example, $180,000 car. Let's say I use 80% business. I drive 10,000 miles, 8,000 for business, okay? So 80% of 180, you're talking about $144,000. Mm -hmm. I'm still glad I can do the math in my head. <laughs> and if it has a gross vehicle weight rating of 6,000 pounds or more, I can take that $144,000 deduction, depreciation on my taxes. Yep. And I mentioned in an earlier podcast, I have a client who has an auto business. They bought a Durango, 100% use for business, fully loaded Durango, $70,000, fully deducted on their tax return, saved them, and because they're in California, saved them $35,000 thousand dollars yep. of tax yeah that is a great cash flow game absolutely i love it I yeah love it. yes that is a powerful powerful strategy the depreciation the bonus depreciation on buying a car mm -hmm. um that's greater than six thousand pounds I, I should say it's usually going to be an suv or a truck that have qualified for that typically but but uh, but, 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 so, but yeah. well some of the bigger yeah. Uh, luxury sedans, you know, yes. Cadillac's got some yeah. that weigh that much, yeah. Mercedes, mm -hmm. uh, so. BMW, uh, Rolls Royce. And remember, it's not the and, and remember, it's not the curb weight, mm -hmm. it's the gross vehicle weight rating. That weight is always higher than the curb weight. 
Yep. If you're not sure, go contact the manufacturer of the car, or you can Google GVWR and insert the car, uh, the, 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 the make and model of the car, yep. and it's published somewhere. You'd yep. be surprised, even when they just ride on SUVs, but there are sedans, the larger sedans, like even something like a Toyota Avalon may make that weight rating. You want to take a look. You'll yep. be surprised. And then, you know, what I do in my practice, when I look that up and I confirm 6,000 pounds or more, I download the source of that data and keep it in the client file in case the IRS ever asks for it. Absolutely. That's a smart thing to do. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about myths in regards to taking that big depreciation hit. And now, we have to share this because you TikTok people. Exactly. Eric mentioned the business percentage or portion. How do you determine the business percentage or portion when you're using a vehicle? Oh, guess what? It's through a mileage log. So even what? if you do actual expenses, you still have to have a freaking mileage log. Well, well, what if I just feel? But what if I just feel like? Uh, well, the IRS could feel like denying your the deduction. How about that? Oh, <laughs> Damn them. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're the man. They create the rules. No. Um, no, it's, it's very well known that in the tax code, you have to have a mileage log to support your business use of the auto. doesn't matter if you're doing the mileage deduction or the actual deduction. You still have to have that mileage log yep. to support what you're doing. Okay. Yep, and so, actually, true story. What happened with me, the CPA? I got audited. My 2017 return was audited. You know, those of you that know, I've been in business for a while. When I first started, I did not have an office, and I drove everywhere in San Diego in my Kia. Okay, so yes, I used to drive a Kia Optima Hybrid, beautiful car. I miss it sometimes, uh, to be honest with you, because the gas was much cheaper than the car I have now. <laughs> But well, when you have to buy that premium gas, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of the reason why I don't really frequent California more. My <laughs> premium at Costco's under three bucks, thank god. Yes, but I love Costco, anyways. Anyhow, yeah. so I had reported like 30,000, 25,000 total miles, 20,000 business. Mm -hmm. I got flagged by the IRS because they said to me in person, like, well, Mr. Pierre, your mileage expense is quite high, similar to. Other CPA firms, well, other CPA firms, the people come to them. I'm hustling out here in California. I got to go to the client. I'm sitting there driving around for $200 returns back in the day. Okay. I didn't know yeah. any better. Yeah. So the point is, you know how I was able to beat the rap? You know how? I gave my mileage log. I had a detailed log. I think when I printed it out, it was 12 pages thick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I handed some, had all the locations added up. The iris agent was speechless, and I said, you're free to go. Yeah, it, because nine times out of 10, when they ask for that log, the business owner can't provide it. That's right. And I had a client, I literally had a client, so I, I didn't have this happen to me, but this is a client. That same situation, just get, uh, on their return, uh, they now, Granted, you probably have more revenue these, than these guys. These guys maybe had like $10,000 worth of revenue and oh, they had no. oh, $40,000 worth of auto expenses. Oh, oops. And I'm like, uh, what? What happened here? And this is a return before they came to me. So this is before I took it over. Because they tried to do the same thing with me when I was doing their return. 
And I told them, uh-uh, no, show me their miners log. And they couldn't produce it. So guess what? That we reduced their mileage to what it actually should have been. So uh, yeah, I mean, people screw this one up all the time. You're gonna get uh, audited by the IRS at some point. That's a very easy one for them. Yeah. Because that's the first question to ask you, basically. Where's your mileage log? But and by the way, you, you, you can't produce it. You, it's automatic. Well, you, 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 you know the irony is, and by the way, this next thing is probably gonna upset some of you all that file tax returns. If you don't have an audit log, you can still actually report it and you can check the box that it's not documented. You can. Which I've done that for clients before because they can't produce an auto log. I checked and it's not there. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, even though you pay a CPA to, to do that return, that item is your, that particular, that item where I can check there's no log is your responsibility. Yeah. Not mine. It's yeah. yours. And there's no excuse. There's all kinds of apps. I use Everlance. Everlance is a good one. Um, I use MileIQ. My, I was to say MileIQ yeah. is the other good one. Uh, I, I used to use Everlance to start out. I used to use the Everlance for the bookkeeping because that was yeah. really easy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every, you know, Everlance and MileIQ, some of these apps, you can run, you have, have it running in the background your GPS. There's no... And then you can download it and sort... You can sort it on your phone. Yeah. Label the these these apps are so smart they know your starting street and ending street yeah it's not that hard it only takes if you do this weekly it only will take you two minutes a right. week yeah and you're willing to throw away a lot of tax dollars because you don't want to spend five bucks a month on an app yeah and not another one that I'll which throw and, out that, there. and that's tax deductible too by the way the apps yes and another one I'll throw out there is quickbooks online if you have that subscription for your business yes it's already built into quickbooks online as well so you, yeah. don't have, you don't even have to spend any more money. Just in, just uh, add it to your phone, the app, and allow it to track your movements and then go in there periodically and notate business or personal. It's that easy. Yes. Okay. All right. So that's 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 definitely a myth that I want to throw out there. Um, and then in terms of what you can write off in addition to depreciation on the, on, on the actual method, you can do gas. You can do yes. repairs. You can do insurance. Insurance. You can mm-hmm. do interest on the car loan. Not the right. note, but the interest. Not the total. Not the principal, but the, the interest. Principal, the interest. Yes. You can do the interest. You can do parking, tolls. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing something. Uh, valet. If you have like a subscription, like a OnStar or something like that for the car, you can include that. Or if you have to pay for a subscription for CarPlay Google, because uh, yeah. I think B, uh, BMW does do that. Yeah, yeah. I think they stopped that program, but there was a time mm-hmm. where some people still have to pay a subscription for some of the higher end. Yeah. And business vehicles, um, you can pay for that. Yeah. Car washes. Car, yes, car washes. Uh, yes. I, yeah, I have a yeah. car wash. I don't wash my car enough, but I have, <laughs> yeah. so all, have that. <laughs> you add all those items. So basically, you add all those bad. items up. And whatever your business use percentage is, multiply it times that, and you get to add those to your deduction on top of the depreciation yep. they get for the car as well. So that's basically the actual method. I mean, are there any other myths regarding the actual method we need to cover? Um, the mileage log is the biggest one. I, I yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to cover this one too, because I, I, I hear this a lot. Go, and it okay, go, 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 go. All right. Just because you have a second vehicle does not automatically mean that you can write off your other vehicle either oh you, you have to actually be using 
that second vehicle for all your personal driving. So if you have a piece of junk vehicle and you know your butt doesn't use that for personal driving, don't try and sit here and say that your your S class or whatever car you were talking about, ESX, what is it? EQS. EQS. I'm not a big Mercedes fan, so I have to yeah. look to my buddy here for that. Yeah. Uh, but don't tell me that that's the car that you only drive for business and you drive that little piece of junk for your personal stuff all the time. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So let's be realistic, people. Well, uh, let's I mean, be realistic. Well, hold on. Hold on. I, I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit on this, talking shit, because, man, look, when I live, you know, I still have a place in Cali, man. Man, you can't be driving around a rust bucket. <laughs> man, you know, I got a luxury car and a junk car, too. So you, trust so you would keep your ESX uh, in Cali or EQS, excuse me, in Cali? Uh, if I were to get one, yeah, because... Okay, uh, well, in that case, yeah. Well, cause think, be... well yeah, because, you know, price of premium is yeah. now like, what, five fifty a gallon? And I have an electric vehicle and they're giving you tax incentives to have that electric vehicle? I mean, I, I would. In that case, if the car is stored in a place that you always, and that's not your home, and you're there traveling on business, then yeah, okay. Oh, it's always a business. Well, and, and one thing too, and the actual method that I do want to make sure that I talk about, you don't have to buy a brand new car. I use the EQS example. I'm not. Yes. I'm actually not looking to buy an EQS. Okay. <laughs> uh, if I were, I wouldn't bring it up because I don't want. <laughs> as a single guy, I don't want certain types of women coming after me. Yeah, I did say that. Ah. Um, the car can be a brand new car or new to your business. Yes. So if you have a car that you own for a while that you bring into your business, right, or you're starting your business, mm -hmm. you can depreciate it. And in that scenario, if you buy, so here's two scenarios. One, I go buy a 2017 used uh, Kia Optima, okay? And I bought it for twenty five thousand. Can I still depreciate eighty percent of it? For if I use it eighty percent for business, I can depreciate it for business use with the bonus at twenty five thousand times eighty percent. Okay, because that's what I pay for it. It's not a new car. Yes, if you, if you if went I, to a lot and paid for it. Yes, I thought you were talking about if you right, 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 right. That, that, so I'm just yes. saying that's not to be a, a yes. new whip, okay? Because correct, new whips are getting really expensive. That was and that people that was something that happened with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act because it used to be to get bonus appreciation you had to actually buy a brand new car. Right. So right, it did change that. Yep. Um, the other thing is that let's say I have a 2019. Mercedes GLE since I love Mercedes, right? Yeah. And I bought it, but I did not have no intention to use it for business. Yep. Bought it for sixty thousand two years ago, mm -hmm. but now I need to use it for my business because you know, hey, I'm on the come up, and you know, I'm rolling around people like Nature to see see their cars, and you know, they're teasing me about the about the darn Honda Accord, right? Yep. So I bring it into my business. I look up at Kelly Blue Book, or Clay Blue Book's the one I, I like, but there's other yep. reputable, and let's say it's got 10,000 miles. Mm -hmm. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, I, I'm not actually going to say it's worth 50,000. Mm -hmm. I can bring it in that used car, it's new to the business, and start depreciating it at the basis of $50,000. Yes. Not 60 brand new. Yep. But if I brought in later, it says with 50, 
actually might be more close to 60 with the chip shortage from another story of the day. But whatever the fair market value is for that mileage of that period of time, and then I start counting the mileage on business versus personal from that point forward to determine the usage. So that's one thing that yes. I want to make sure when the actual you can do, you can actually bring in cars. Please you use can. a log. And if it's a used car that you didn't purchase uh, directly to the business, that you document that you have the appraisal from Kelly Blue Book and you save that showing the value because Kelly Blue Book, KBB, is considered uh, the authority or Carfax is another one. Yes. And it's also important if you're going to do that one to make sure that you have a, basically a sale agreement between you and your business. It's definitely cleaner if it's a sale between you personally and a corporation versus you and a sole proprietorship. That's just my yes, yeah, yep, yep, so, agreed. Yeah, definitely cleaner that in that situation. Um, but make sure you also, in addition to the KDB for purposes of the value of it, make sure that you actually have a, a sell agreement, a purchase and sell agreement right. between you and the business. Oh, and that's just one other thing too, yeah. for for new vehicle purchases, whether it's brand new, you're about to use from a dealer instead of yourself, yeah. a lot of banks will not do right loans to a business. Yes. Well, you this can, is another myth too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. a lot. It, true story. Uh, yeah. Now, my car is actually my business name. Yeah. I was fortunate to find a bank that's going to do that, but a lot of them will not because right. they require you to personally guarantee it. Can you still depreciate a business? Yes, you can. Yes. And if you're in a corporation, you're going to have to put in your minutes that you did that. That's yeah. one thing you, which is just an easy step to do. Yeah. And you can still break it in, but in case you're in a situation where the car is not in the name of the business because the, the lender will not do that, yeah. you just have to, if you have a corporate entity where it's LLC, S Corp, C Corp partnership, you just have to document in the minutes that the company acquired the car yep. using you personally with business funds to get it done. That's basically what it has to say. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's it's that's another myth out there that it has to be in the business name in order to write it off. That's that's a myth. It doesn't. Okay. Another myth is if it's in the business name, then it's automatically hundred percent write off. Again, <laughs> it doesn't work either. That's definitely a TikTok one. Oh, uh, Candy Valentino. Yeah, yeah no. Everything you put into the name of an LLC is not a write off. It's not the it's not the name on the asset. It's not who owns it. It's how it's used. You know, Candy. You know, Candy Valentino's so, been saying that on TikTok, and she had a yeah. summit in your town while we were here for your summit. Oh, she, you don't say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True story. I so be, before I flew here, I got a letter from somebody, a concerned fan, and they didn't even sign her name. And they said, thank you for warning us about people like Candy Valentino who are giving us wrong information on TikTok. They never signed their name. It came from Pittsburgh, I guess. And they showed me like a transcript of what they've been, she's been saying. Oh, Lord. Because I put a video saying that these TikTok influencers are lying to you about the car rules. Yep. And I got a, a letter from a fan appreciate me doing that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and she took people's money here in Phoenix to give that advice That's this ridiculous. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't waste your money on these TikTok non-professionals. All right, uh, so that's the actual uh, expenses. Mileage, we probably should have started with mileage because it's a lot easier. Uh, basically, keep a mileage log. Yeah. Uh, make sure that mileage log uh, documents the date you traveled, the amount of miles you traveled, 
where you came from, where you went to, and what the business purpose was for each trip. If you yep. have that documented, like Eric said, when you get audited, if you give that to the IRS, there's nothing they can do about it. It's a slam dunk. Mm-hmm. They can't disprove that you didn't take those trips, but you have to have the log, right? Have yeah. to have the log. And the log is so, easy to do. Yeah. So, um, and it can't be something where you just create it once you get notification of audit. It's supposed to be contemporaneous people. So let's not try to <laughs> do some crazy stuff. All right. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's the mileage deduction. Based in, and for 2021, the mileage rate, I believe, is 56 cents a mile for 2021. Am I right? Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Well, wait, wait, the mileage rate? Let me look right now. For 2021. I just want to verify how much Just a second. We got to look this yeah. up. Uh, I don't remember. So, I want to give you guys the wrong number. Um, the, the mileage rate for 2021 is 56 cents 56 per mile. Cents a mile. Hey, my memory worked today. All right, so 56 cents per mile. Just imagine you have 10,000 miles on your car. That's a $5,600 reduction, people. Isn't that pretty sweet? I mean, just for using your car in the business. And by the way, keep in mind, this is whether you're going to get supplies, going to meet a client, going to meet with a vendor, you're going to lunch, going to a sporting event or networking. Even though the event itself may not be deductible, the mileage to get there is deductible. Okay, um, so keep track of everything that you're doing for your business. It's very important and can save you a lot of money. Oh, with the mileage deduction, this is actually very commonly missed by tax pros all the time. I, I see this one all the time. Huh? Even if you do mileage, a lot of people believe that's the only thing you could take. That's incorrect. In addition to the mileage rate, you can also take interest on your car loan. Yep. You can also take parking and tolls for the vehicle. Yep. Okay. And... That it? Anything else? I think that's about it. I think that's it. Yeah. So those those two things you can take in addition to the tolls, yeah. the uh, random mileage rate. Okay. Tolls. So you can take interest and parking and tolls. Uh, those are in addition to the mileage rate because it's not included in the rate that they're doing. The rate basically includes depreciation on the vehicle plus gas plus repair. That's why you can only do one or the like other actual or yeah. the mileage back. Right. Okay. And then when you choose one, you have to stick with it. Yes. No. Technically, there is a way to switch, but it's very difficult to make it make sense. So you usually are going to stick with one. <laughs> yeah. The higher end vehicles, yeah. you want to do action. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, which one should you, should you use? Um, typically, higher end vehicles, like you said, you'll probably want to do actual, especially if it's over 6,000 pounds. Cause you get that big don't oh, appreciation, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, if it's a lower uh, end vehicle, maybe 15, 20,000, something like that, if you can find one for that cheap. Sure. Yeah, good uh, luck. <laughs> then you may want to do mileage because it may be more powerful for you to do mileage. Um, also, if you don't drive a lot, then using actual can be more beneficial to you. If you do drive a lot, using mileage could be more beneficial to you. So like real estate agents that are driving all over the place, in a lot of cases, mileage is actually more powerful for them unless they just have a super pricey car. Yeah. Um, usually. But in San Diego, people, some yeah. of my realtors do. Man. Yeah. They got some yeah. nice whips, baby. <laughs> well, when you're selling $700, $800 million. Yeah, you got you got to make it look good. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's understandable. So, so yeah. I think that's really it. That's think, it? Is there anything else? All right. Huh? Well, hey, that, that's the auto deduction. Um you know, so keep in mind, you know, just some of those key thoughts and rules. 
Um, you know, we debunked some of the common myths that are out there, some TikTok shenanigans, all that good stuff. So yeah. um, get your advice from a real professional, please, people. Yeah. Not from TikTok people who have no licenses. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's like, scary because when I have four Americans, now I'm getting advice from TikTok. It's, it's embarrassing. It's insane. If you have any further questions or you want to drill down into something, feel free to reach out to us and let us know. We'll be happy to help you out. So, yeah. all right. Well, thanks to everybody for tuning in. This has been another episode of the CPA Huddle. And uh, Eric's going to head off to the airport now. But uh, Astros. we'll uh, be back with more in the near future. Yes, hope sir. Everybody, hope everybody has a good one. Thanks for listening to CPA Huddle. Add us to your listening rotation by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Follow CPA Huddle across all social media platforms. And for more information about the services provided by our firms, check us out at www.iljcpa.com or www.pierreaccounting.com. We will be back to huddle up soon.